in my face. <laughs> I'll let you guys spit my mouth because I like you guys. I'm sort of iffy about him as it is. I appreciate that. Welcome to the podcast, Golden Gods and Goddesses. This is Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards, the only It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast that promises exclusively yellow lights so you can drive cautiously but not get stuck in traffic. My name is Brayden. Stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> incredibly stupid. I my thought it was genius. My name anyways. is uh, Brayden, a.k.a. Chechubetcha, uh, bringing you the news here today with my buddies, Adam. Yeah, that's it. My name's just Adam. I don't have a fancy news name yet. Yeah, I don't have a cool name either, but I'm Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who gave myself an anchor name, and even then I took it from another show. I need like an alliterative name, like Adam, whatever that A is, last name. I don't know. And today on the show, <laughs> we got him thawed out. He's here with us. It's the dish of the day. I'll take you smooth and slow, baby. You can call me Sweet Kale. Sweet <laughs> Kale. What is, it? what is that? Kale is this like... This isn't just regular kale, but this is sweet kale. Is that like caramelized? caramelized. Yeah, oh, caramelized. Yeah, nice, nice. Y'all ever have kale chips? I haven't, no. You, you no. deep fry some kale or air fry some kale if you're this trying to like, actually be healthy. And I've never eaten it tastes air like, fry. It tastes never. like styrofoam. Yeah, I it's the consistency of styrofoam. Uh, you load it up with salt and it tastes half decent, but that is kind of true for anything in the world. Yeah. Uh, we got a great episode for you guys today, or maybe not a great episode. Uh, we'll see here by the end of this review. We're talking about season three, episode eight, Frank Set Sweet D on Fire. We got a great episode for you guys today. Uh, first of all, let's get it out of the way. Solo.to. We got a new website. Solo.to slash rum ham is what you can put into your internet browser to find all the links to listen to us. The lists of lists, which is every episode we've reviewed so far ranked on one list, and our social media, and uh, pretty soon we're going to have our merch store link on there as well. So, solo.to slash rumham where, uh, is where you can find all the links for more Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards goodness. And like I just said, coming this April, we got the Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards merch store uh, a few of you have reached out, asked how you can support the podcast, and we appreciate you guys so much. And uh, so we thought we'd start offering some merch here. We got a Reason Will Prevail t-shirt. It says Reason Will Prevail on the back. Rum, ham, and wild cards on the front. We have a tank top because the Dish of the Day specifically asked that we make a tank top for him. Uh, that features Maybe. Fat Max says Cultivating Mass on it. And uh, some new die cut stickers featuring Ongo Gablogian. Fat Mac, Rock Flag, and Eagle Charlie. The great graphics that you've been seeing on our Instagram page that my lovely girlfriend Ashley has been making for us. Uh, you can find all those designs on our store coming soon in April. So, oh, you're also going to want to look out for discount codes on Instagram and here on the podcast. You'll get some discount codes, so you save some money on that merch too. But uh, we'll take care of that in April. The Wildcard Crew featured member this episode. Shout out to Aaron Leah on Instagram. We appreciate you so much for listening. Uh, we got an Ongo Gablogian sticker coming your way. So shout out to our wildcard crew featured member of the episode. Aaron, you're awesome. Much love. Thank you. All right. Let's, uh, let's get in to this episode here. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you're joining us again, thank you for coming back to the podcast. We love having you here. We have this episode that premiered October 4th, 2007. Oh, that's my birthday. 
No kidding. Yeah, it is. Well, happy birthday, you were Don. Born I turned in 2007. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I turned 13 that day. Oh, nice. Are we that was that your was bar like mitzvah like a day. Really, really old. It should have been someone who was born in 2007. 2007. Were you, you weren't bar mitzvahed. I'm not that Jewish, no. Oh my goodness, you're the only Jew in this circle that wasn't bar mitzvahed. <laughs> yeah. All right, shun him. I understand this is your equipment, but we're shunning. Let's make you a man. <laughs> uh, this. Oh no, I don't like that quite at all. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode was directed by Fred Savage, uh, written by Rob McElhenney, Glenn Howardin, and uh, Charlie Day doesn't have credits uh for writing on this episode but it's it's safe to assume at this point the three guys are writing almost all these episodes we also have two new writers on this episode we got scott martyr uh known for working on rick and morty sunny and unsupervised which was a animated cartoon that ran in 2012 that no one really remembers based around the looks mm. I'm getting here. Two-for-three is not bad. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Rob Rosell. No, I only remember Supervised. <laughs> the prequel. The prequel to Unsupervised. Jesus. Uh, Rob Rossell, the other new writer here on the show. Uh, credits for Sonny, obviously. Uh, writing for New Girl as well, if that's your show. And both of these guys wrote for The Mick. I'm seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of Mick writers have some influence uh, here in these earlier episodes of Sunny. Makes sense. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about Frank Set Sweet Day on Fire. It's beginning at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. This episode uh, starts out by uh, Dennis, Dee, and Frank arguing about uh, tabloids versus newspapers and how you get your information. In touch. Why would you read that crap? We are trying to stay in touch with what's happening in the world. Yeah, I'm sorry if we like to keep ourselves informed. Yeah. You want to be informed? Read a newspaper. Dude, yes. and nobody gets their news from a newspaper anymore. Uh, no, 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 but Dennis, look, plutonium smuggled into Syria. <sighs> That's going to change my life drastically. It's going to change everyone's lives. No one can go to Syria anymore Ooh, for vacation. Boo. Don't you guys get tired of doing nothing except sitting around drinking? What is that? How could you ever get tired is of that? Is that a joke? Uh, Mac and Charlie come bursting into the bar with news it's always news i got news and um they show that mac was on tv a reporter interviewed him about a bus crash he's upset that his words are butchered so everyone kind of goes about their own way uh telling the news how they want to dennis indeed try and become celebrities frank wants to uh start pushing sensational fake stories and and uh mac and charlie are just trying to give the straight truth as it is and expose real problems in philadelphia remember when we made the new show for eighth grade for social studies dude? see that was real yeah news. we didn't distort facts we, we told it like it was yes. you know yeah i remember that video you guys were burning gi joes and throwing rocks at cats well that was what was happening that's what was going on in the world man. that was the truth we've been throwing rocks at cats for years we this. had been we, we had we been and that's we were reporting on. Of course, no one achieves their goals in this episode, so let's talk about it. Season 3, Episode 8, Frank Sets Sweet D on Fire. I remember this episode, unlike the previous ones that we've done, the past couple ones I've said I forgot. I remember this one, and I thought I was going to like it more. Can we touch on that real quick? The episodes that I do remember, do you think that they lose value just because you remember them that much or no? I don't know. I don't know if I went into this with like too high of expectations, but I expected to like give this one maybe around like a nine or something. See, that's what and I, was, I did not find that. See, that's what I was kind of thinking too. And I think that had an impact on how 
I actually scored. I think I just went into this with too high of expectations. Well, hopefully we can bump your score up a little bit yeah. here. And for uh, for me, I I remember the name, but I didn't remember the plot or the story as much. But then rewatching it, it really I seeing all the parts that I loved and seeing all the great bits in this episode, it really sparked my memory, and I realized that I yeah I did like this episode a lot. You know, I'm gonna talk about this I've later. I've been throwing rocks at cats for years. <laughs> It's, that's what's going on, you know? You got to tell people what's going on. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to bring this up later, but one of the things that Sonny does is the title of the episode is generally like what happens in the episode, but, and a few of these newer uh, episodes that we've talked about recently are guilty of this, the true essence of what happens in the story often does not make it to the title. Sweet D being set on fire is like, a, a backseat almost to this yeah. entire thing. Yeah. But I thought, I thought that was odd. Uh, Cause I feel like when I was thinking back in this episode, I feel like this Frank setting sweet tea on fire was more of a focal point, but maybe that's, maybe my mind has been well, numbed by this, uh, this fake media where they just throw headlines at you. Maybe that was the in-depth part of the whole trick of the show is we'll call it Frank said sweet tea on fire. And really it's just a stupid media headline. That doesn't really take place, or that doesn't isn't really a focal point. The t- mm. the title in and of itself was a joke on clickbait. Whoa, Ooh. I, is yeah, that what you're saying? That's basically, what I'm yeah, saying. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just took it as the the title, like the title card, going right after Frank saying nobody's gonna get hurt, and then it's saying Frank sets sweet on fire. I just think that that's the you know that that made the joke worth it. I guess that I didn't really think of it like I think that's why you thought it was a focal point because. You saw the title card, and you're like thinking, "How is it going to lead to this?" And then, yeah, I was surprised. How is it going to lead to this? What's um, going to happen when it happens? The so entire soon epi- in the episode, and then yeah. it happens twice. So I guess yeah. it's like, but the entire. I, I, I guess I'm different from you guys because the entire episode, I'm thinking, "How is it going to lead to setting Sweet D on fire?" So I, it was always in the back of my mind. Oh, see, that's funny. Once I see a title, like. I kind of just forget about it. Like it's always just like yeah, a set, like it's not even in my mind when sure. I'm watching the show. Like so a, that's funny, but like a cutaway gag. You're just sitting there waiting the whole show. Like yeah. when is she getting set on fire? Where like is big, it? When is it coming? But that's like a big thing to like say. Like Frank's gonna set Sweet D on fire in the title card, and then you're what? You're just gonna put that out of your mind. You're gonna have that in the back of your mind for the entire episode until it happens. Happens twice. Twice, um, yeah. But I mean, Which, I don't know how she's not dead. But the second time, she should have for sure died. That was one of my talking <laughs> points. <laughs> Yeah, one of my talking points was, like, obviously the second time, obviously, I think she actually would have died. But, like, this is one of the times where, like, they actually did something where, like, they actually could have killed her and, like, had no regards, no cares. Like, they do a lot of fucked (laughs) up things that are, like, emotionally damaging and everything. But, like, they could have just straight up killed her. This was both. They did not care. See, even though it was an afterthought, though, and the Dish of the Day just confirmed this with me, that that part was an afterthought. Uh, we're still talking about this more than we're talking about the actual like plot of this episode. Yeah. Hey, you're talking about, but like the gang makes the news or the gang tells the story wouldn't nearly have been as interesting of a title no. as Frank sets Sweet Day on fire. Yeah. That is attention grabbing. We're talking as all about hell. it it's because she still managed to throw the cats out of the box the whole time, even the second time also, she managed to throw the cat. That's why you're talking about it. And this further emphasizes that clickbait works and is a real thing for a reason. Yeah. Well, like we're here. It's kind of like one of the lessons that no, they teach in this that, episode. Yeah. Not that Sonny really teaches lessons, but that like <laughs> sensationalism sells. Like, yeah, let's of course start from the very beginning there. That that first scene where Dennis and Dee are reading a tabloid to stay 
in touch, as Get he the says. News. Stay in touch. Get the news. The and they literally read that plutonium's being smuggled into Syria, which literally does affect yeah. them. And we still can't go to Syria to this day. <laughs> still can't go to Syria on vacation. So, I mean, it, it, that's just like one of many examples in this episode that like the sensationalism sells. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. kind of like the same person that gets their news from Twitter. Yeah, I don't even have. We Twitter. haven't gotten good job. Yeah, yes, I have to tell everyone. I have to tell everyone. Adam, when he mentions <laughs> he doesn't have social yes. media, I relish what thinking a that's a character trait. Oh. Jesus! Oh, I relish. Welcome it. to the roast of Adam. <laughs> <laughs> what a saint! Send it to your parents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. You're saying dish. Was it sweet? We haven't camp? gotten to the ratings yet, but I'm considering adding a negative multiplier because the whole title has sweet D in it. Oh yeah, that's right. You hate sweet D. That yeah. triggers me. I you hate, hate the D. actual words. I'm sweet kale. I'm sweet, sweet kale D. hates sweet D. <laughs> there can only be one sweet. So there can only be one. When you get interviews of witnesses and whatnot for the news. They are not the ones telling the story. So when Mac is pissed that they cut down his 20-minute rant to two seconds, that is literally the purpose of interviewing witnesses in those circumstances is for additional content. Obviously, the news anchor is there to tell the story, not Mac. Mm. So and, and to further that, too, he was also mad that they cut out him just like trying to change the traffic system and it wasn't even necessarily probably. talking about <laughs> probably should have cut that out you yeah. know you know he like a and and z yeah. were totally right. opposite in that conversation if he was actually talking about the specific case that happened maybe it would have been a sentence or two long or if he actually had known them or something maybe they would have left a little bit in there but yeah he was mad that they cut out something completely irrelevant to he's just additional ethos yeah. he's yeah. just yeah <laughs> Yes. Wow! I wish we could have seen the newsman's face while he was yelling at him about only yellow lights. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's not a terrible idea out of all the ideas they have this episode. It's a terrible idea. Have I'll, you ever seen a four-way stop sign? I think Braden makes a good now point. Imagine only yellow lights. Braden makes a good point. It's not the worst idea that they've had in this episode yeah. specifically. I <laughs> yeah. put it one notch above the murder yeah. uh, conveyor belt. The kitten yeah. shopping conveyor belt that will get <laughs> the you. The chopper. Um, so, uh, Disha Day, or I guess you guys have lived outside of, all you guys except me have lived outside of Las Vegas at one point or another. Um, public access here in Las Vegas is like professionally done. PBS really? is exceptional. Support your local PBS station if you got one. Um, I was on public access so in I my did, town. There you go. I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand that. Can literally anyone just get on public access if it's a small enough town? Yeah, I ran we, in elementary school. We ran um, like a news station. <laughs> oh, look at <laughs> for, like, you! Little kid, for, like the school, television? and like every now and then they're like, "We're gonna put your like your like broadcast on public access for like one one day." And so I was like, "Oh, mom and dad, go check it out." So you, you, I did the rocks at cats. Oh, no. I did no. We're I did sports working. and weather. We don't have time for this shit. Sports and weather. He was the W and the S in news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noteworthy events, weather and sports. Congratulations, Adam. You were half of that. Thank you. Half no, of that broadcast. No, but yeah, the public access was a thing in like the town that I grew up in. Um, I guess it probably I, was where I was too, but I don't yeah. know that for sure. I knew nothing about that. Adam, you were in middle school when you did this? Elementary school. Did they pay you? Elementary no, school. No, it was, uh, oh, it was, was child sweatshops labor. Over, yeah, it was they were child sweatshops. Yeah. It was just child labor. 
Now I'm just imagining no, getting is... the news that uh, uh, Bashar al-Assad chemically bombed his own, <laughs> own people from a seven-year-old. <laughs> no, this week, like Bash- a seven-year-old Bashar, Bashar, Bashar What mustard gas is? <laughs> and they go, yummy. <laughs> I hate mustard. <laughs> Mustard's gross. Only I don't put mustard on mustard. it. Mommy doesn't like mustard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, back to the story here. So, um, Charlie Mac Frank, they go, they go on a mission to tell the news. Uh, Mac and Charlie want to tell stories as they are. Frank wants to come up with a great... Um, Possibly, definitely made up story. Uh, first, they go to the nursing home where they find what's really going on here. Oh, no. <laughs> what's really going on? <laughs> Just exactly what you thought was wait, going wait, on wait. in the nursing home. Wait, wait, wait. There is a point. There is a point there before we get into the the tertiary of what's going on in the nursing home. Sometimes, sometimes you'll see these like local journalists or these like internet journalists who want to be like. So this guy, maybe Donnie knows about all this because he's from Chicago, but there was this guy who uh, wrote an expose about the Chicago meatpacking plant, and he, like, changed... He basically started the FDA, changed the meatpacking industry because oh, he, like, uncovered um, the scandal. Yeah, the the jungle, right? Sinclair. Yeah, the jungle. Upton Sinclair. Yeah, I think that was Arthur. I Upton think was Sinclair. Arthur Sinclair. I, I, I don't think it was Upton. I think it was Upton Sinclair. Upton Sinclair Is that the same else. connection to anyway, the gas station? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't mean to be Facebook, but it is Upton. I don't mean to fact it check you and, and tell you that you're okay. you're incorrect because you're incorrect. All right, it's Upton Upton Sinclair. <laughs> so you'll see these like um, uh, local journalists do the exact same thing with like um, you know someone using their Kroger card to buy like the com- for the community picnic for like the town picnic. They'll use their Kroger card so they can get the Kroger points. And then, like, a local journalist will like, ooh, scandal. <laughs> scandal. He's they're off they're the racking up the points. <laughs> he's, he's skimming uh, off the top. Now he gets, gets 20 cents off his bread next purchase. <laughs> Coming up at 8. That's, that's what's really going on here. Small town's got to be so freaking boring news-wise. Like, today, a crow looked at me wrong. More well, of this at 7. Well, that's good. You don't, I mean, you know, exciting news is generally bad news. You don't really want that stuff, do you? I don't know. True. Raccoons invading the food store. Oh no! <laughs> what you needed? I don't know why it's all about critters. They're talking about birds and raccoons in small towns. town. They're all run by critter. I don't know. Oh, They're right. run by the raccoons. animals. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, you have a fairy small tales town with really good pest control. <laughs> yeah, that that the nursing home uh, scene is a short one, but but a good one. Small highlight in yeah, this episode. Bird. Yeah, um, Mag is a really bad man on the street. Like, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that like like a bit man in the street bit where you're just like going around oh, shoving like, microphones in people's faces? What's really going on here? Is, is I, that, is that I, really that's kind of that? like like Billy on the street or man on the street. Um, but I don't know. No, they're just in a nursing home just, trying to get one thing out of an old lady, and then she's just kind of right hook racist out of nowhere yeah, for no reason. For I, no reason. I, I, I mean, yeah, fuck her, but I do give her a little respect for just looking right in the camera and just saying it. <laughs> she just <laughs> says it. Uh, if you're going to be racist, own it. What? Quotes from Damn Adam. It. 
If, <laughs> Jesus. Exactly. I don't know. It's don't better than that. Weird, it's better than the statement. I don't want none of your it was a funny. It was like a funny scene. Is there anything worse though than like hearing like? I don't know if, if you guys got crappy relatives or something, but like someone you uh, from New Jersey, all my relatives mildly are respect say like hitting you with that. I'm not racist, but and you just kind of like internally groan because there's no no way that that's gonna end well. <laughs> yeah, that I, sentence will ever end well. I'm not racist, but how about I other am races? Racist. Am I right? I, <laughs> I'd be mad. Uh, the most racist. Trouble, it's always followed by the most racist thing. I had you could a ever family say. member once. Uh, of the not Jewish part said, I, this might sound anti-Semitic, but, and uh, I don't even remember what was said after that, but the first caught, first part caught me through such a loop. I was just like, wait, what? You know I'm Jewish, right? Like, we are related. <laughs> no, hold on. I'm curious. I'm curious. What do you have to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, joking. We're joking. Braden's non-Jewish family. Oh, God. Just, how do you cancel 40 people all at once? Don't. Don't worry about him. Don't cancel him. Oh, I was about to say, can we make yeah, can you, we make more jokes or what? No, Ubisoft has a lot more than chat. fucking 40, but... Anyways. Oh, no. <laughs> cancel an entire company. Oh, um, uh, okay. So after the nursing... <laughs> this derailed so far. Uh, after the nursing home, Charlie, Mac, and Frank make their way to Chinatown to find a story oh, yeah. of a new pandemic... Possibly, or maybe What's some really Tokyo drifting. Either way, there's a lot of stereotypes in this scene. It is bad. <laughs> I love how they're just passing fish back and forth. That's like my favorite gag in this episode. I think that was an what improv are line. Are they just passing fish back and forth? I think that was improvised by Charlie, that line. He's asking a genuine question. Because they were, because uh, I bet you like the um, the direction from the director was probably like just passes. Yeah, no one will notice. Pass pass it. It. It'll be the out of fish. Wait, who directed it? In yeah, their yeah. defense, when you're watching the screen, the fish on the left go in rotation, and he's not handing the same one back and forth. So if the guy on the right is maybe, but I watched the people on the left, and he was actually like taking the fish off the ice, taking one from somewhere else, mm. and then like actually rotating them and switching them. So that's a spicy fact check. Is there a fancy term from that journalism man, broadcast person? Is there a fancy term for for being good with your shots? There is there a fancy technical term for making sure all your all your edges are scraped? Fancy uh, professional. Fancy. <laughs> I don't I don't term. deal with the cameras anymore. That's why that's why I switched my track to podcasting. You think I want to deal with audio and visual? Jesus, no! I can do half the work and make the same amount of money. Anyways, now I'm sad. <laughs> Tokyo drifting bit. Uh, that was one of my favorite bits in this episode, just because. Uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is still the only Fast and Furious I've been able to sit through. Oh, really? All the others are just, just so fucking insufferable. I just watched the first two. They're just such bad movies. I liked them. The first two, I like. I actually enjoyed them. Paul Walker sucked as an actor. Whoa. I'll say it. Uh, whoa, I will whoa. 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 Dump whoa. on this entire <laughs> series right now. You just now. got us fucking canceled. Yeah, we we're canceled. canceled. You just got us fucking canceled. Yeah. <laughs> He was oh, a beloved was father and actor. Throwing the towel, oh, boys. We had a good no. run. <laughs> this is where everyone draws the line. Do you know how fast he went? Oh, no. Really fast. <laughs> fast enough to make him furious. That's the only Fast and Furious I liked is the or was able to watch was the one without Paul Walker. Every other one I've tried to watch. No, they're good. Honestly, the first one was any of them insufferable. Ever, so. Look, I, I, I've never seen them until like the pandemic hit. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to like give this a shot. 
And then they were actually enjoyable, but I, I never I never watched Tokyo Drift, so I don't know. I haven't seen it. That's why I draw the line here. Tokyo Drift is the best well, one. I heard it was the best one. one. Banging soundtrack, uh, a a hook at the end, a uh, uh, reach around. Oh, sorry, rapper. <laughs> a wrap around that that the dish of the day would appreciate at the end of the uh, at the end of the uh, movie. Just saying, you, you're missing out. And, you're missing uh, out on the first one. I, I have to any say. Of them. Okay, so this before anyone, point. This before anyone cancels us, yeah. my Paul Walker comment, I'm in the minority of hosts here on this episode. I've never seen any of any of those shows, but so or I, movies. How are you able to just... I'm just saying that that comment could get us canceled. People will not fuck with that. People really, really, people, really <laughs> like Paul Walker. Yeah, no, like he's Johnny that, Depp level love. Yeah. Like people love dead celebrities. That, I think that die in that ironic too, ways. But, yeah, yeah. Oh man, God, we're canceled that, that twice. Is, I yeah. mean, oh yeah, wow, ironic way. If well, people if it. people gave us a chance after that first comment, they just left after that one. <laughs> speaking yeah, of ironic, exactly. Speaking of ironic car accidents, isn't it oh, funny? Man. Can we go back to Tiger <laughs> no, Sunny or what? Tiger Woods is being chased by his wife. Oh my! In his car, I thought that was Don Cheadle. No. Don wait, wait, wait. No, wait, that, wait, that, wait, that's wait, always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> mean, tell me that's not Donovan McNabb that was in that crash. Yeah. Okay, now that I made the joke that every single Sunny fan made after they saw that news. Um, one last bit about oh, the Tokyo man. drifting. They're in Chinatown. Tokyo is in Japan. The stereotypes just keep going on and on and on. And um, yeah. speaking of the stereotype jokes that they were making, I tried to dissect Frank's pandemic comment because obviously it's just, huh, old guy made racist comment. But um, I found that four pandemics have started in China. Yeah, and the, the last every one, other every other country has about like one, maybe two. It's that a big they country. It's it big, is a big country, big, so there's a people. lot of infection well, that can it's happen. It's not about and, the size of the land; it's about the population density. And all the pandemics that came out of Europe started in the cities there because they were the densest places. Now yeah. China is the densest place in yeah. the world. So they responsible. Great fact, yeah. Johnny. They yeah. they found the origin in 1855, the third outbreak of the bubonic plague, which I did not know there was a second. It and still exists. The second was the bad one. The third one was the one that broke out of China. Uh, 1957, the, the Asian flu. Not my wording. I'm going off history.com. And then 2003 SARS and obviously COVID-19, yeah. obviously. So uh, I guess maybe Frank's. Joke is rooted and, in a little bit of truth, but it's still messed up. And didn't this pandemic one, this this current one, where it didn't it also start in like um, like markets, fresh markets? I don't know. I don't know how the other one started, but yeah, COVID nineteen was started in a wet market. Yeah. Oh God. So um, I I just think like the Third Reich. I, there were it, two more. <laughs> I don't care what you say about this episode. <laughs> yeah, there 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 are other empires from thousands of years ago, but <laughs> yeah um. Yeah, the stereotyping sure is is obviously bad, but I do think my favorite gag in this episode is when they're just passing the fish back and forth, and Charlie says, "Are you just passing the fish back and forth?" That shit is always, it always gets me. Charlie Day's improvised lines are just yeah. always so precocious. always yeah beautiful. Um, I felt like it could have been better if after he gave that guy the Heimlich maneuver, they started like a martial arts, like the guy like punched him back, and it started like a martial arts thing. Oh, like that, that would have been funner. great! Like he beats see, now the you crap guys out are stereotyping. No, 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 because then Mac guys... would go, "See, see, I told you it was a karate. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it was karate." Um, yeah. That's great because like. I don't know. There were so many stupid bits about like Wii Tennis back in 2007 when that was relevant. Yeah. And, and this is like one of the only ones that I find funny. Yeah. Like then and now. Yeah. Like 
another stereotype they think that the group gathering is for a karate tournament but then they realize it's just two people playing Wii tennis yeah what kind of store was it anyway that they were going into like did they even check i don't know it looked like a clothing boutique yeah. kind of thing i don't know they didn't ask questions but uh maybe they just they just know how to how to, how to have fun in chinatown i tried playing Wii tennis a rec center. like two weeks ago yeah. And I know I'm old now because I gave old. myself tendinitis without like oh, with, with barely even trying. Like oh. I was, I wasn't stretch? even. I I didn't know I had to stretch to play Wii. Of course you do. It's a serious competitive <laughs> gaming system, my friend. <laughs> I didn't think I was that old. You're not that was, old. Apparently, I am. Oh. Because I'm You're like not. moving on to the B plot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Dennis and D they go to the club. Two nights in a row and attempt to become celebrities. Uh, the first night, Dee gets too drunk to even get into the club, and she spends the night passed out in a pile of trash and vomit while D, uh, while Dennis goes and takes ecstasy. I, I love that plot. As, just as really astute to the characters. Allegedly ecstasy. I mean, that's probably what it was. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. It's, I don't I just, know. What do you mean, yeah, of course? What do you know about drugs, yeah. Adam? What? What is it? Yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I take insulin. We can bring this all the way back to episode. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is episode one. Maybe your teacher taught you about that. The one that showed you always Sunny. Oh, yeah. The, tw- the first hey. grade teacher. Hey, like, Sonny, God, take this pill. Funny. You'll see what it does. Watch this show. You You'll guys, see what it does. You guys completely misunderstood that entire story. Oh, I know, but like yeah. we're definitely making it an of course. No, of course. No, of course. No, of course. <laughs> no, um, I, 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 it's like I find it funny when she pulled out the bag of pills in in the club in front of the bar, as if you could do that without getting arrested or kicked out, or as if like people giving away free expensive drugs. drugs for free. Yeah, what I'm assuming is probably like a, a lot because she she gives it to him multiple nights in a row. Mm-hmm. She's out here giving him drugs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think you you'd ever see that in real life. You, no. yeah, yeah, no, not happening. I call BS. The second night uh, when they go to the club, I think that was funnier than the first night because he tells D to berate the bouncer to intimidate him, as if a bouncer's job isn't to not be intimidated. Like if you're a bouncer, you have one job: don't get intimidated, no matter who it yeah. is or what they're doing. That's why they hire the biggest guys to be bouncers. Yeah, but I mean, like, this is another example where, like, the gang's awful behavior is unfortunately seen in real life. I've seen people literally talk like that yeah. verbatim, basically. Oh. I was going to a fight for telling someone to stop yelling at a, at a security guard, and then that guy turned on me, and then I was like, oh, come on, guy. And That's then, why you don't do that. Yeah. You, you can't, <laughs> oh, come on, guy, that. You saw how he was acting. Yeah, yeah you, you stepped into that one. <laughs> there was... um. There was he was one being time. so mean. I had to. You thought he was going to be nicer to you then? You thought he was like, oh, shit, you know what, man? You're, You're right, bro. Be nicer to you. Uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I was flying off the handle there. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, bud. Thanks for, thanks for pointing that out. He, Thank you he just it. pats the bouncer on the back. He's like, I'm sorry about that, bro. Can I buy you a drink? I was Fuck hoping. You, bouncer, you piece you were of trying shit, to help. you literal piece of trash. Hey, man, calm down. Oh, you know what? I never thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, just take it easy, man. Um, but no, I, I saw this one time when I, I was a karaoke host for a little bit. And one night we did last call for the bar and about like half hour, 45 minutes goes by. So we're like 15 minutes or less away from closing. It, it was like a packed house. So like I got people like demanding that they want to go up before the night closes. And this couple comes in and, uh, 
the husband goes to submit a song and I say to him, like, I'm sorry, bro. We're closing up in a few minutes here. I can't put anyone else in. And he says, okay, man, no problem. Walks back to the bar, tells his wife. The wife gets so irrationally mad, which first of all, I don't know why my bartender served him because last call was a half hour ago and they served him anyways. But she comes up to me, starts screaming like D basically, same kind of stuff. Like a bird. <laughs> but she literally, she says to me, she goes, I work with BTS. I, I do not, I'm not going to let my husband be treated like this. BTS, for those of you unaware, is a Korean boy band. Oh. And the only reason I, I knew of this was because no another yeah. regular at the bar had brought them up a couple times. So that's the only reason I knew of them. So I wasn't going to let her that I knew of them. So I just look at her and I just go, who? That's I the best. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the look of someone's face who's like bragging about who, who they, they know are. or name dropping and you just respond with, who is that? Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know. They get pissed to the umpteenth degree. It was one of the highlights of my life. Did her head explode? Damn near. You know the husband looks so embarrassed. Yeah. I've never seen a man look more miserable in my life than when he was like dragging her out, screaming, going, honey, come on, stop it. You're making a scene. Oh. Felt so bad for him. No. But uh, yeah, that's that's my story of getting berated by hey. a D-like character. Treat people with kindness, everyone. <laughs> the more you know. We try. Here on Roman and Wildcards. Uh, where were we? Uh, so Dennis and D can't get into the club basically. Well, Dennis can get in the club, but, uh, back to, uh, Frank, Charlie and Mac, they put a box of kittens in the building and they tell D to go retrieve the box of kittens as they promptly light the building on fire. And this is when we get, yeah. Cause they're trying to create a new story. Yeah. 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 Trying to literally create it from nothing. Uh, this is where we get the title of the episode. Frank, Frank sets sweet D on fire. And she throws the box to kittens. That's and, yeah, that's yes. great. Yeah, we could could name this episode "The Gang Murders Kittens." That would have been that would have been a bad one. Uh, but uh, Rob breaks in this episode. I'm going to talk about this or uh, this scene. He does. He, he, does. Breaks, he breaks a lot. Wait, can I guess when? Yeah. yeah. Does, is it when D is berating the security guard? Rob McElhenney. Oh, Rob. Not oh, Glenn. Sorry. Not Glenn. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, when is when is Rob? When when Charlie's giving him the soldier, shoulder massage and he says we're on channel whatever we're on, he like goes to laugh and then turns in like a shoulder massage wince. Oh. Rob McElhenney cannot keep his face straight this entire episode, and I'm calling him out he on breaks, it. He breaks when he's yelling about the flashlight too. He breaks he when he's talking about the, the side and, and breaks. And the uh, oh. murder conveyor belt, when Charlie mentions it, he looks to the right and breaks. We'll, we'll get into it later. But, uh, yeah, Rob McElhenney can't keep his face straight this episode. I love that. Freaking love it. It's one of the few highlights in this episode. Uh, guys, what's the time? It's diaper time. It's diaper time. Uh, it's well, diaper time. Diaper time. When we come back. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we got more of this episode to talk about here. We got... Uh, our arguments that we're going to put on a scale of 1 to 10, we're going to put it all together, pop this little pill that we've pressed, and uh, see what happens. Diaper time coming up here after this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Golden Gods and Goddesses. This is Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. We're talking about Season 3, Episode 8, Frank Sets Sweet D on Fire. 
Braden, hanging out here with Adam and Donnie and Sweet Kale. Sweet Kale's our dish of the day, hanging out with us on the phone. And uh, yeah, let's talk about this episode some more, you guys. In the back half of this episode review, uh, this is what we do here. We put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10. We have five categories that we're going to talk about. The story of this episode, how did the characters hold up, uh, the quotes you found in this episode, the overall humor, aka how much did it make you laugh, and of course, the wild card spot. You can give up to 10 points for each of these for a total of 200 points, yada, yada, yada. We'll do the math. Don't worry about it. Sit back, relax, and uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AlwaysSunnyPod. I know you probably got your phone in your hand, so just pull up them social medias at AlwaysSunnyPod. Or don't pull them up if you're Adam. And and be sure to bring up that you don't have social media. Every time I see someone, I would tell That's them. That's like the new vegan. Yeah, I was just about to say yes. that. Or CrossFit. Yes. But this is actually good for you. Yeah. It's, it's good for you. I don't care whether or not it's good for you. Just, just bring Bro, it up I'll once. Up. I'll bring it up once a day. I, I hear you loud and clear. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll start out with the story, guys. Season 3, Episode 8. What'd you think of the story of uh, Frank set Sweet D on fire? Uh, Coming in at you, cooking right off hot off the presses, hard five. I was going to say hard five, too. Yeah, right off the bat, too. Yeah, it's... Y'all are about to, like, shoot me here. I'm giving it a 10. Donnie... Wow, I gave it a six. I thought the cold open what? was like mediocre, what? okay at best. What? I thought I thought there were the two the two stories, and then yeah, nothing crazy happened, nothing wild. The ending was pretty funny. I don't know that I'd call it a wraparound, but it was it was a funny surprise at the end. All right, without spoiling too much, uh, this episode on my list of lists, my personal one. Uh, this episode is next to. Um, uh, what was it? I am so sorry. Uh, the gang, the gang gives back. Why can't I think of the tile? There we go. Brain fart. Uh, this episode's next to the gang gives back, which I also said um, was kind of like a slow cooker of an episode. And I think this episode it, it intertwines all the plots together throughout the entire episode, not just the very end. Uh, I think I enjoyed the story the most out of anything. I think Sonny has this really good way of like letting the real theme of the episode hide behind the title. And we were talking about this earlier, like Frank sets Sweet D on fire is the, uh, is the title, but the real episode was like, you know, the gang makes the news or the gang breaks the story because it's the characters doing their own take on the media, uh, the news. Mm -hmm. So because the story lines weaved in and out of each other, um, I think it was entirely good episode as a baseline and and phenomenal at the end mm -hmm. but i can be convinced otherwise because i the dish of the day sounds like i just kicked his dog okay um you kicked dish of the day sweet kale his cat sweet kale do you want to go first explain your five or you want me to explain my five first no i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you take this i need to calm down okay <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i thought it was just a pretty average episode i didn't um i i didn't really um i wasn't really too much hooked on the Dennis and D part of the story. I could have done without them. As as fun as funny as it was, and as much as I did find it very funny, uh, I just didn't think story wise it really contributed much to the episode. They literally write away to set a character on fire twice. Yeah, I I think that's great. Like, I agree, but that part that part like the new like um the news action team Frank, um Mac and Charlie 
their part of the episode I really liked. And I just think it was an average episode. I, I think that for story-wise, I mean, you're going to see, I'm going to give higher points later on. We'll see. But five, just average plot, you know. I think yeah, I don't think, for me. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think there was anything like genius in this story or in this plot. I think it was good. I think it was funny. Like I said, I didn't really like the cold open. I it was whatever. The ending was yeah. kind of funny. Don't get me wrong, seeing them dance in the diaper, but like it wasn't like insanely like a wraparound, insanely a twist or anything like that. And there are there are story uh episodes where they have like three, arguably four storylines. So to me, to have just only two and not even arguably like a possible third, I don't know. There's a lot in the story that I could would you take give points a six? away for. I gave it a six, yeah. yeah. I could I could honestly move up to a six now that I'm kind of explaining it myself. But mm-hmm. I do think yeah. it was really good, but I just... Because cause you, you said you, you made a point about the end and the diaper time at the end. I forgot that it kind of like goes back and like makes fun of Dennis and D again at the end. So for that, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i go up to a six. Okay. I pretty much gave it the score I gave it largely because it goes back to diaper time. Like everything else, I don't know, it just seemed kind of like so purposeless. Like what's the point of them going to Chinatown? But that's kind of public access. And then have it wrap around and it's just like, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's, there's no like real purpose, purposeness to what, to what's happening. And the whole clickbait with the setting of Sweet D on fire, whatever, you know, I expected that to be like a focal point. Like, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't much, it wasn't doing much for me. This was a very irreverent episode compared to other It's Always Sunny episodes. Like, it's the part alone where they're just staring at the public very access channel. Very strange humor, yeah. Yeah, where they're just staring at the public access channel for like a minute. Well, remember, one of the writers in this episode is a Rick writer for Rick and Morty. Yeah, so that's why, so, I mean... I kind of felt that this episode a I, little bit. I can uh, tell you which episode specifically, and when you hear which episodes might, he wrote, might put me up. We'll see. he wrote the vat of acid episode for Rick and Morty. So I think okay. I think All that right. explains why it's like prettier ever. Right, I'm gonna have to go. I'm moving up to a seven. I don't think I've moved this much in points for a while, but honestly, like I I, I give credit to that. You have to give credit to that. And mm-hmm. oh, and he's got writing credits on BoJack Horseman. So yeah, an incredibly irreverent writer. Um, but I'll go down to a nine. I'll okay. go down to a nine because uh, I forgot which one of you guys said it, but you mentioned like the the very end. And now that I'm thinking about it, like some of these episodes I've given a 10 on the story, like it ends and I'm laughing actively. And I got to do one of those. <laughs> ah, this is yeah. going to be fun, like fun to talk about. But I don't know why I liked the story so much. I liked how it intertwined. I just wanted to go. 10 out of 10 out the gate, but you know, sometimes you get new information <laughs> and you change your opinion because it's okay to be wrong. And uh, we go to a nine not instead not of a 10, unless okay. you're sweet kale and then you don't change for anyone or anything. So, final answers right. nine out of 10. Nine for uh, the story. I, I, you hear me, Patricia? I ain't never gonna change. <laughs> Who's BTS? Uh, characters. BTS. Characters. I, I went high with it again. I um, thought the characters was the best part of this episode for sure. I think, yeah, yeah good yeah. characters. Not not perfect. No, yeah. not at all. A few of them are perfect though. I will yeah. say, uh, Dennis Frank and Charlie, or wait, no, sorry, <laughs> other way around. D and Mac were my uh, two favorites. Got my listening notes confused here. Um, I said they were perfect iterations of yourself. Basically, they showcase their buffoonery and their willingness to be the center of attention yeah. just by being strung along. Yeah. Like Dennis strings D along. Frank and Charlie string Mac along. Yeah. Um, so I thought they were perfect. 
I th- uh, Dennis Frank and Charlie near perfect. Personally, I think that um, all the characters were themselves except for Frank. I didn't love Frank this episode. Um, I thought that Dennis was like his usual manipulative self and selfish person, and he always went into the club and left D sleeping on the trash or being kicked out by the bouncer. Dennis was pretty shitty this episode, um, uh, and uh, D's like uh, D's D is good this episode too. I like her. I like her when she's kind of like a, like a bitch when she um, does her own stuff and when she. Uh, and I know you don't like. I know Sweet Kale. You don't like Sweet D, but I think this episode I, I like her a lot. And then Charlie is funny when he's not. He he doesn't know how to put the tape in the camera. Like Charlie's his good stupid self this episode. He did know how to put the tape in the camera, yeah, but he but put the flashlight on first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and exactly. didn't have the tape. He didn't want to the, tape it. The only person in, um, that didn't stick out this episode for me was Frank, so I'm giving it a 7.5. Okay. Yeah, yeah cool. for the same reason as you guys just literally stated everything. Yeah, I gave it a 7. But in their defense, uh, mm. this definitely wasn't one of these plans that Frank was like, yeah, let's do it, or yeah. I'm going to do this, yeah. blah, blah, Like He literally should have says, like, all right, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to well, tag exactly. along. So. Yeah, yeah. That's but, why we didn't see it. It's like in their defense, like I, I wasn't I expecting much from Frank, but yeah, Frank was just kind of just there the whole I time. I gave it a six. I thought the characters were all right. I didn't think they were like the best versions of themselves. Um, I'm more stoked on Frank than you guys are. I think setting Sweet Bee on fire twice was, was pretty classic Frank. Yeah. You know, I'm not seeing um, Mac being as Mac as he could be. I don't know. That just didn't really. I don't know. I didn't see. I didn't see that get pulled out. He's trying to be the alpha hero. He's trying to be like I'm the hero. I'm the alpha. I'm the strong guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that was the whole bit with the makeup. I saw that D. You know, she tries. She goes really hard on the plan and then fucks it up for himself. For herself, falls asleep on the trash and then Dennis obviously leaving her in the lurch was classic Dennis. So yeah, I gave it a six. Donnie, what were you gonna say? Oh, no, I was going to say that while Mac was acting that way, he's also, while he's trying to be the alpha, trying to be that tough guy, he still just shows so much lack of self-confidence, like the sweating so much, being nervous, constantly having to ask, like, how do I look? How am I doing? How is this? How is that? Like, well, That's very Mac. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I agree uh, that that is very Mac-like, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that's very Mac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dennis Dennis was pretty damn good this episode um, just because he used his, like, he is like the skewed view of the world. And like, he says that he's like networking and like, he's like trying to like become a celebrity and he's got connections and stuff, but he's literally just taking drugs and going to a club. That is networking. It's, it's the same kind of, it's the same kind of dentist that we saw in the aluminum monster versus fatty Magoo. He thinks he's on a mission to do one thing when in reality, he's just being an absolute awful degenerate. Yeah, and when well, you talk don't about don't call having, people who take drugs at clubs and uh, degenerates, no, but we've been to festivals. No, before. but what they're also saying is like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were just going every night. It wasn't yeah. like, a, oh, this is a Friday yeah, night, let's yeah, just go it party. A club yeah. kid, as it was say. a yeah. They were known like, in the scene, but I was gonna say, um, I don't remember. Go ahead. I was gonna say what I like about Dennis is that like, like or Ad- uh, um, Dennis and D is that when they whenever they get to like a new hobby, they always like uh, overindulge themselves in it and like in. Like do the go one hundred percent on their new thing, mm-hmm. and then they burn out. Yeah, I, that's like that's kind of yeah. like their their stick, and I really appreciate that. Especially drug wise, yeah. Especially, especially drug wise, they're so fucked up. <laughs> it's, it's so great. Yeah. Um, uh, as on on the note of Frank, uh, I like it when Frank is weird, but I 
I also like it probably just as equally much um, as when he's like kind of taking like a leadership type where he's like moving people around and controlling people a little bit. So I don't know how I feel about Frank this episode because you're right. He could have been weirder, but as far as like him moving the pieces in this episode, I think it's pretty great. Okay. So having said all that, I am going to give it a nine. Really? Yeah. Okay. A nine. So should we say our scores again for characters one more time? Braden, you had a nine. I had a 7.5. Donnie? I had a seven. Sweet Kale? I had a six. Six? Okay. Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know why I'm giving it so much credit on this one. Like your guys' scores this episode are making me like second guess it, okay. just because we've been so in sync these past few episodes. It's okay. I think this episode really did showcase the characters a lot. And if you want to give it a nine, that's okay. You know, I'll go down to eight point five, just because like the more I'm thinking about it, like Frank, good, not really great. Everyone else is like great. Um, D and Mac, I still think were exceptional. The way I see it, character. Should go down to a two to counteract your number on the story. The way I see it is there are five characters and if one of them's off, I'm taking two away. So, you know, two points a character. But we also s- decide to give points for side characters. See, and yeah, that. but so there I weren't any this episode. Got, exactly. So you got to kind of factor that yeah. in. So can you give something a I 10 with no side characters? You yeah. You, uh, I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'm you just saying for the sake of argument. Yeah. If we're giving points for side characters and the no side characters, you got to technically there take points s- away for side characters. There are some heavy side character episodes that definitely could get a 10 for characters. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. <laughs> you ever just... Dennis at the beginning of this episode like berates D for just being a normal person. She's like, he's like, no one wants to see a normal person go... He's like, what does it say? Like, go get drunk and throw up. You're just a whore. You're just yeah. a, ra- a common whore or something like that. But then he just kind of becomes that? Yeah. He just kind of becomes a nobody man whore taking drugs at yeah. the club. He becomes what he berated D for being. I oh, didn't yeah. notice that, but yeah, that makes then, sense. Yeah, what I was going to say earlier, I remembered, uh, he talks about like the connections and having at the club. is like, sure, these girls might have connections and might be well off in the club, but like, it just seems like no. you were saying they kind of just happened to be the ones that he got drugs from. And he's just like, yep, they're yeah. the ones that are connected here. Yep. They got their Maybe that's shit. what he meant by connections. Maybe. But he was he was he was upping it like they're the ones that like, run the scene. Yeah, he made it sound like like they're gonna get her like uh, on the, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame or something like they're gonna get her discovered or something. Yeah, like they were running the club or like, like they're they just had the giving him. You mean get her to yeah. vomit on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> one's up. much more likely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, quotes. What what can you quote in this episode? Four. Let's chop cats. Let's chop cat. Don't chop the cat. I can't promise that. That was that was uh, one of the lines that got robbed to break. I'm pretty sure. I saved Don't your blame life. it on my sweat glands. That's not fair. I did. I did and I didn't. Did I did not. Yeah, did I did not. I did I didn't. I didn't. What do you mean you didn't? You didn't. I didn't. I didn't. That's like that's <laughs> it's a good like line. His yeah. Shitty attempt at double speak. Like it's his attempt to meat, like meat lie without lying. Slower. Yes. Meat spoils they keep slower these in the places fridge. cold because meat spoils slower yeah. in a fridge. I had to stop the show. I had to pause because I was laughing so hard at that one. That's why I like said that's I such don't know a short. I don't know. punch him. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That but the yeah. And then right after he's like, "I saved your life, bitch." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saved he's, your life, he's like bitch. yelling at the guy whose life he just saved. I think that whole scene is probably the best part in this whole episode. Yeah. Because you get him We've like been throwing rocks at cats for years. 
Yeah, I got that one written down too. No, um, that one's that's not that's not funny. But the 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 response to what Dennis says, he says you uh, melted GI Joes and threw rocks at cats. Their response: <laughs> That's yeah. what was going on in the world. <laughs> yeah, we've been throwing rocks at cats for years. Yeah, both of those lines I think that's, are so funny. What's going says on in that, the world? So funny. Um, one of one of the lines I think that just like passed over me was uh, the first few episodes, but the most recent watch around, I noticed when they put on diaper time. Uh, uh, Max says he goes. Oh, we should throw parties and watch it together. Yeah, I yeah. love that. As if it's like the Emmys or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's a uh, it's pretty great. I thought I don't know if this lines up with quotes or humor, but um, I don't know why. Maybe this is because I'm the worst person uh, that is existent has ever existed or will ever exist on the face of this planet. But when she said "take this" and then the scene flipped to him dancing, I got a huge chuckle out of that. Yeah, it's like stupid like fucking observation or whatever it's called situational humor that's just like absurd but i feel like i remember laughing pretty hard at that when i first saw this episode back when i was in utero and i thought that that you know it's pretty funny now yeah i agree i don't I know if that's a quote the or editing humor I, th- I i go humor because i think it's editing the the, the editing, editing is it. really really funny this episode yeah, yeah with the cold open and no one's gonna I'll get leave hurt that for the fans to decide yeah. We are the fans. All right, so let's put numbers to our, our quotes now. What do you guys think? I actually upped my score Four. because you guys added a couple quotes that I didn't have, so I'm going from a five to a six. I also have a six. Just above average. Nothing here that I always repeat all the time. A lot of funny one-liners, a lot of stuff that I, when I'm watching, and I'm like, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, I did and I didn't. I quote that a bunch. Yeah, I did and I didn't. I, I did and I didn't. didn't. Yeah. You guys are going to hate me. Three and a half. Okay. I mean, I just made up for your other scores that we didn't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I'm undoing my insanely high scores that I've been giving. Um, One last one Tokyo drifting leads to bickering, which, of course, leads to karate. Moving on. You say bickering? Bickering. Yeah, because they're going to. Bickering. Yeah, they're going to Tokyo drift and then they're going to bicker. Overall humor. Overall humor. How much did it make you laugh this episode, guys? Hit me with it. Eight. Wow, that's pretty high. I gave it a six. That's really high. I gave it, uh, originally I gave it a 5.25, but I kind of bumped it up to a six thinking back on it. I think I'm going to settle there. I can only be moved down from a six. Um, yeah, once again, you guys might hate me because this score might not make sense. Seven that's out fine. of ten? It's around where you guys were, but how much I've been hyping up this episode, you wouldn't yeah. think that I... Uh, yeah, you're an interesting... But like this like episode. I said, this episode is just kind of like a slow cooker, humor-wise, where it's like at a baseline. Who's you're waiting for the punchline the entire episode, <laughs> waiting for the it's sweet, sweet D getting caught in fire. It's not. It's not it's at the end of the episode. It's like in the I middle. Towards the end. I'm. I don't know. So what I I kind of take the average from my other scores and adjust accordingly. But like I said, it's like it's this episode is like funny. It's like good. Like at a baseline. But I think like at the end. With the exception of like them getting mesmerized by watching Dennis and Dion diaper time, which lost some novelty on me, I think it gets like exponentially funnier as it goes. Explodes with funniness at the end, literally because D's on fire. I mean, yeah. Sue me. Uh, no, it's fine. I, yeah. I gave it an eight. So you know, as long as someone's closer to to uh, my number. I agree. It didn't make me laugh as much as I thought it was going to coming into it. I don't know if, like I said, did it lose value over the times I watched it? Was it funnier the first time? Probably. 
I was ready this for wasn't... this to be like my top three. I was ready for yeah. this one to like be the best season three episode. But I don't know. It I didn't this is this was my diminished score. This was yeah. me being talked down from like what could have been like a nine or a ten, maybe. Mm. Not that th- this episode's not a ten out of ten. No. Jesus uh, Frank. Jesus, Jesus Frank. Frank. Um, we, we should get that, that soundbite. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, can we make that a shirt? We can, we both of those, we can get <laughs> as a soundbite here on the show. And can get we put a soundbite on a shirt? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the future those of shirts. Tacky ass shirts yeah, you that you used to be able to buy on Fremont <laughs> yeah, Street or yeah. where yeah. it shows the levels of. I bought one of those. That was, yeah. God. They worked for like <laughs> three hours, four hours, <laughs> and then they've broken. And then like a wire gets like just a little too yeah. loose. And your nipples get zapped out. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Shirt. You're thinking about a different shirt entirely. Oh, yeah. You're thinking about a nipple zapper. That's bought somewhere oh, else. My bad. Sorry, Sweet K. I always, my mind's oh, always uh, on that. It's a different part of Las Vegas. You can buy that in. <laughs> um, yeah, so 7 out of 10 for overall humor. One more time. Eight. Six. Eight. Six. Okay, cool. Six. Alrighty, y'all know what's up next. It's the last oh. category. It's time for the... Right, so uh, I don't know what you guys put for wild cards, but you guys might hate me for this, but probably not. I'm giving it a ten out of ten okay. for wild cards. For a lot, a lot, a lot of crimes committed this episode. Ten crimes, ten, or yes. just a lot. attempted yes. felonies. Our crime barometer. Yeah, our crime. Bar- it was because ah, again, originally the I- fans might not know this, but uh, in the alpha of this show, we were going to add points for every felony committed. Yeah, that we're was one of the- each episode felony points. That was one of the that early was one in the alpha run of this show. Yeah, yeah. Which no, that was, no, the beta. I- that was the beta. We're in alpha now. This is it. We're we're set. The point is, is don't listen yeah. to our first That's not episode. How that works. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I remember when a video game is in beta for a long time and then it gets released. I don't know anything about that, but I'm giving it a 10 because, uh, because I think, you know, they're vandalizing buildings, setting people on fire, taking drugs. It's just wild. This episode is wild. Like it, it, I feel like it just should have been a funnier episode for like everything you just described. Yeah, it was for me. So my, you know, which it was funny. I just thought it should have been funnier. Sure. Yeah. Right. Someone else hit me with a wild card. I score. gave it a four for once again the amount of times that I counted them saying diaper time. Yeah. Might have missed one or two. What's the time? I gave it a four. I gave it a four for the the last diaper time segment with Dennis and D. There were four people in it. So nice. I gave it a four. It's funny you it was said Dennis that. D and two other randos. I was going to give it seven people dancing in diapers out of ten. But I counted four times in this episode that Rob McElhenney broke. That at least I was able to notice. Mm. So Did um, you double it. I doubled I that score to an eight out of ten. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I knew it was coming. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were giving it a four. Can we give a quick shout out this episode? You should have kept it at four. Can we give a quick shout out this episode to Dancing Guy? I don't think we touched on that at all. I didn't touch. Oh, he's on a solid side character. He's solid fair. side. Yeah, Dancing fair. guy played by Pedro Lopez. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask who, who played him. Cool. Yes, Does he, he do anything else or is this his... He just dances, dude. He's a guy who dances. He was in the 2018 uh, Halloween. Uh, he's been in Ozark, apparently. Hmm, he's on Curb show. Your Enthusiasm. Arrested Development. Mayans. Stop this. This guy is... There's uh, no reason for this. Yeah, the this Jungle Cruise movie starring no. Dwayne The Rock no. Johnson. This guy's a legend. No. Oh, and we yes, almost didn't even fucking, talk about him. He was in Space Force. This, I freaking 
freaking loves this. That guy is a better actor than I am. Holy <laughs> shit. And I'm an alcoholic. Stop it. This is amazing. He, he's got a lot of credits. He's got a lot of credits. And all he does is dance. <laughs> he's a dancing guy in all of them? Yeah. He's in, in all those movies. He's each of those credits, guy. there's a public access scene where he's just dancing. <laughs> I wonder how they wrote that into Ozark. Oh, what? he's like in multiple episodes in Ozark. That's insane. Good on really? you, Pedro Lopez. Man, Shout oh, out man. to dancing guy, Pedro Lopez. Does he, does he come Wait, back show in the show ever else? I wonder if they ever like recycled Dancing Guy back in and we didn't notice. Oh, I really like hope they Like, is Dancing do. Guy also like a chef at one of the fucking Korean restaurants or whatever? Or, I don't know. Uh, he's only got one credit for this for, for oh, Sonny, unfortunately. Oh, oh, I, I thought you meant like reference him again or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice too. But at least there's more seasons coming, so maybe they'll bring back Dancing Guy at some point. Yeah. He's a fucking legend. Yeah, the newer episodes of Zoe, if it's always Sonny, they've been known to, you know, reference the earlier episodes yeah. so hopefully after a night of dancing and partying and building up our celebrity status we have come to our time. final score our final diaper time here uh let's let's talk about our scores but before we get to ours what did the fans think of this episode you guys flat uh, re- seven flat seven flat seven i think it's uh can i give a range or do i have to pick a number you can do whatever you want all right. Wow. Thanks. Seven point nine to eight point three. They gave this one a seven point eight. Y'all are way too low. The fans love this episode. Did they crack a nine? No, no. 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 Still only got two episodes that have cracked nines. Eight point six. We got oh. two thousand votes on this one. It's no. an eight point six. Oh, Donnie, you normally get that one. This sets it at number nine for I was the fans. Too biased with this one. Yeah. This is in the fans' top ten. Nice, and uh, I'm inclined to maybe yeah. agree with that. We'll, we'll talk about that here. How in do a second. I reach these cheats? <laughs> um, my I, I gave this uh, a seven point two, which sets this as a nine for me as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, this is number nine for me as well. So I think I got closest to the fans on this one, but I know I didn't give the highest score because that's Adam's job. Adam, yep. what'd you give this episode? A good old 7.7. 7. 7.7, 7. also sitting at number nine on your list. Really? So you, me, and the fans have a new entry in our top 10. Nice. Donnie, what'd you give this episode? Uh, 5.8. 5.8 for the Donnie in the corner. That's number 18 on your list there, Donnie, going towards the bottom. And last but not least, Sweet Kale, Dish of the Day. Take you... a 6.8 off that, like my caramel drizzle, and give me a 5. A 5 from the Dish of the Day, way down there on the bottom of this list. That's uh, number 21 out of 25. Well, technically 24, you're missing an episode. But uh, we'll get to that at the end of the uh, season, this season. Let's talk about it. What do we give this episode in total? Our average score for this episode is... A 6.4, setting this episode at number 19 for us. Number 19. Is that exactly of, where it was for me? Uh, I believe that so. That was random. Let me, let me, just, I had a little deja vu as you said 19. I was like, didn't yeah, this number just happen? Ni- okay, number 19 for you guys. Uh, Disha Day liked this episode the least. Adam liked this episode the most. 
this wow, what a surprise. Yeah, out of 25 episodes, you guys, we have done 25 episodes. Holy crap. Nice. That's I'm very insane. proud of, well, 25, um, wait, 25 episodes in total or 25 like review episodes? Episode reviews. Oh. Yes. We also do Jabroni Talks here on the podcast. If you're new and want to listen to some more Sunny Talk, we do what's called Jabroni Talks here on the podcast where we just kind of get together, talk about the show a little bit more, maybe... Um, you know, try and answer some questions. The last one we did was talking about fan theories, and we're going to revisit yeah. that one pretty soon. They're not, so They're not contained to a single episode that we're talking about. They're more fast and loose at the topic. You know, they're more fun. We're fast and loose yeah. on, on, on all these episodes. <laughs> uh, so be sure to I hit subscribe. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you're listening to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, of course, uh, all those good ones. Hit subscribe. We really appreciate it. And if you had a good time listening to this podcast today, be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star review for a five-star man. And tell a friend, too. Oh, yeah. Send it to your buddies. Uh, you know, maybe if this is someone's ep- favorite episode for some reason, whatever <laughs> whatever crappy taste they have, send it to them, you know? Um, just don't send it to Paul Walker. Anyways. Because oh, you can't. Oh, man. Because you can't. Going for the triple cancel. Um, yeah, so always sunny pod on Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button, five star review, please. Last but not least, solo.to slash rumham is where you can find all our links, including the list of lists where this episode now resides, among 25 other beautiful episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Best show of all time, you guys. And uh, we're trudging through it. We're looking for this episode that we are going to hopefully give an eight or higher. Maybe it'll happen this season. I think we all said it was going to happen this season, but um, we'll see. we're we'll eight see. episodes deep and I have yet to see it. Yeah. So you guys got to stay tuned and see if we will ever give an episode of this show its due credit. Don't worry, we will. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much for following along and we'll see you guys very shortly for another episode of Rumham and Wild Cards. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plegenkuhl. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Plegenkuhl, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbart, and the Dish of the Day. Merry Christmas!